Good morning. If you would, open your Bibles this morning to 1 Samuel chapter 17. We are blessed this morning to have Pastor Bill come and teach. This is going to be our text for this morning, and I'm going to read it for us together, if you'd follow along. 1 Samuel chapter 17, we're going to be reading verses 1 through 51. We made it. I asked Pastor Jeff to read the 51 verses because I could only memorize 44. (laughs) Greetings to all of you from my heart to your heart. I'm so glad to be a part of the family of God and to be a part of the family of God assembled here this morning. Here by God's providence and God has a purpose for all of us being here. Special greetings to visiting friends from San Clemente up the coast to Long Beach. There are people interceding for us from the state of Washington to the Cayman Islands and at home. We look forward to being together in 1 Samuel 17 where we come to the day that Goliath got stoned. You could laugh if you like. (laughs) Now, this passage is probably the best known everywhere. All around the world, people have heard of David and Goliath. If you've been in Sunday school and church, you've probably heard it 50 times. So you may say to me, why do we need to hear this again? And I say to you that this passage is vital for the world this morning, for our country for our churches, and for us personally. So we're going to dive into the passage in five ways. First, an expositional message from the text. Three points. David's cause... David's courage and David's conquest. Then we will consider some conclusions and then make our response. So in the first few verses, we have the setting 
which would bring David and Goliath together. The Philistines were at war with Israel. They were on a mountain on one side, Israel on the other, a valley in the middle. And here comes Goliath, night and day, cursing the God of Israel and ridiculing the army of Israel. In verse 12, we have the entrance of David. And he is with his father, Jesse, and he is a shepherd. The father, Jesse, said to David, take this food to your brothers who are at the war zone and then come and tell me how they're doing. So David goes to the camp, the war front line there, and brings the food to his brothers. And uh, he hears Goliath, morning and night, cursing God and defying the armies of Israel. And he, in a sense, says, what is going on here? And the brothers scold him. And he said, what have I done? And David makes one of the most important statements in the history of the world. He makes a statement in the form of a question. Is there not a cause? The army is paralyzed with fear. And the young boy David comes. He cannot stand to hear Goliath cursed the God of Israel and ridiculed the armies of Israel. He has a reason, a purpose. And we say, yes, David, you have a cause that's worthy of fighting for, worthy of being involved. Worthy of bringing a solution. We need to hear that this morning. Is there not a cause for us? The name of God is being cursed around the world and in our own country. The name of Christ is being outlawed in public gatherings. Is there not a cause for us to be concerned and be involved? Yes, we have a cause. The 
the Muslim terrorists are attempting to destroy Israel this morning? Is there not a cause for us to be concerned and pray for Israel? Our young people are being captured by alcohol, drugs, and crime. Our families are hurting because so many do not have a father in the family. Do you not have a cause this morning to wake up, be concerned, and be involved? Do we see our country growing downhill day after day and be paralyzed by fear and do nothing? Yes, we have a cause. David had a cause. Some men heard David talking to his brothers, and they reported it to King Saul. King Saul sends for David, and when David gets there, he said to the king, I will go and fight this uncircumcised Philistine. Saul says, you can't do it. You're too young. He is a veteran warrior. You can't fight him. And David said, when I was tending the sheep, there came a lion and a bear to take the lambs. And he said, I grabbed the lion by the beard and struck it and killed it. He struck the bear and killed the bear. And he said to Saul, The Lord that delivered me from the paw of the lion and the bear will deliver this uncircumcised Philistine into my hand this day. We come now to David's courage. What courage! It's superhuman that this young boy, seeing Goliath, a huge man, a seasoned veteran with all this army, and he's willing to go and fight him. Talk about odds. This is as big as it gets. In our sporting world, we 
we have odds, underdogs. Talk about an underdog. This is David. But he's offering himself to go and fight this giant. Goliath of Gath. Gath is near the area of Gaza, where the fighting is taking place this morning. Saul, unable to find any other solution, then said to David, Go, take my armor. David tries it on, he can't use it. Rather, he uses God's armor, which is only a sling. And David goes down into the valley, goes to the stream, picks up five stones, one for Goliath and one each for his brothers, puts a stone in the sling and talks to Goliath. Here's Goliath thinking this is a great day of victory, proud. And he said to David, am I a dog? You come to me with sticks. This day I will feed your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. And I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The word for Lord is Jehovah. The word for hosts is army. I come to you in the name of God, the God of the army. And this day, the battle is the Lord's. And I will feed the carcasses of you and the Philistines to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David has the stone in his sling. Now, if you've never lived in the country, you probably have never used a sling. It is the least accurate weapon in this world. <laughs> you have to sling that thing around your head as fast as you can 
and let go of the front string at the perfect moment with the sling in the perfect place above your head and to be able to hit a human body is a phenomenal shot you can miss by 10 yards easily. David approaches Goliath. This is so fascinating to me. David ran to fight Goliath. I think I was at least walked. He ran toward him. And used that sling. And struck him. Not just his body. But a very small opening in the helmet. And the stone went into his forehead. And he fell to the ground, stoned to death. Now, we have to know that this is more than just David. This is a super human God event. The Lord directed that stone with such velocity it was able to penetrate the skull of that giant. No human could sling a stone with that rate of speed to sink into a human skull. It was God's victory. And David said, the battle is the Lord's. And the Lord defeated Goliath. David, having no sword, runs over, takes Goliath's sword, cuts off his head, and carries the head back to the camp. And I've often wondered, how much did that head weigh? <laughs> You'd have needed a wheelbarrow, but... And when the Philistines saw it, they fled. And the armies of Israel chased them away. God did it. 
for the Israelites. Now, this is well known. You haven't heard anything new. But we need to draw some conclusions. Why did the Holy Spirit include this event in the Holy Scriptures? What do we learn? We learn that God Almighty is revealing his sovereign power over his enemies to defeat them. God will defeat all who oppose and rebel against him. The Philistines were enemies of God. Goliath made himself an enemy of God by cursing him. God defeats all his enemies. What is also revealed here is that God defeats the enemies of his people. Through the years, he has taken care of the people of Israel, his chosen people. And on this occasion, he reveals his commitment to Israel to save them from slavery to the Philistines. And when we regard this present conflict with Israel as an underdog to the Hamas and to another Muslim group in Lebanon, the Hezbollah, where it is reported they already have tunnels under the northern border of Israel. Another Muslim group in Iraq, the ISIS, who are persecuting Christians. Israel is an underdog. It's going to be very interesting to see how the Lord is going to deliver Israel in this present conflict. This passage reveals God takes care of his people, defeats all the enemies. This passage is also a preview of the future conflicts that God will take care of his enemies and his people. And this passage is a preview of the Battle of Armageddon, when the countries of the world are gathered in the valley of Megiddo in Israel 
to destroy Israel. And the Lord Jesus Christ comes with the armies of heaven. And with a word, he smites the nations and defeats them and saves Israel. Oh, this is a great passage. It is so vital for us this morning. God defeats his enemies. He defeats the enemies of his people. And he defeats our giants. There are giants in our lives this morning. They can be health issues, economic problems, relational problems, all kinds of insecurities. God can take care of your giants. Now, when the word of God is proclaimed, there are always responses. Everyone here this morning will respond to the message to 1 Samuel 17. You will not leave this building, walk out the door, without making a response. Do you need to get involved in the cause or sit on the sidelines while other people fight and die? You say, well, what do you want me to do? First of all, stay informed. Know and understand what's happening in this world and in our country. Be alert, be awake, and be ready for the Lord's return. Jesus said, when you see all these things, look up. For your redemption draws near. Be sure you are saved by believing in the death and resurrection of Christ. Join a prayer group or invite people to your home to pray for our country. And for the giants in our lives. Pray that we will not be paralyzed by fear. Pray for courage. Supernatural courage like God gave David. Respond to the call of God in your life this morning. If you aren't living a Christian life, come to the Lord this morning.
respond to the call of God this morning. This is a holy moment. This is a supernatural moment. And perhaps you've been coming to church and you go in and out, but you make no commitment or response. This morning as I pray, I'm going to suggest that as I pray, that you make a response to the Lord, the call of God in your life this morning. And you confirm that by standing as I pray. And I think the standing will be good for you because in the days and months ahead, you will look back and say that on August the 10th, in that service, I call on the Lord and I made a response to him. If it helps you, respond to the call of God. Let us bow for prayer. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us. Mold us. Fill us, use us. Work in our hearts as we respond to you. Lord God, we seek to honor you and praise you this morning for what you did for David and Israel what you have done throughout history. And we desperately need you to reveal yourself during these days here on earth. Rest your blessing of grace and mercy and peace upon everyone here this morning. And may the Lord Jesus Christ be exalted now and forever forever. 